0: Today George Cotter is with us. We're glad to have him. It's been at least a year since George has been with us. He is with Marketplace Chaplains and that's one of the mission groups that we support as a class. Most of you haven't had the opportunity to meet George and this will be your opportunity or to hear him speak. So we're uh, we're really glad he's here. Marketplace Chaplains offices at the Hope Center in Plano. So uh, most of us know where that is and uh Uh, know where he goes every day to do his his work. Uh, He's been with them 16 years. He's very talented and very dedicated, I'll tell you. He uh, has been a division director, a region director, U.S. operations, uh, and he's the chief analyst for them now. He and his lovely wife, Jean, have been married 50 years, have two adult children and one grandchild. They're members here at the uh, church and George has been very active over the last few years in the special needs ministry. I don't know if, who was here, but a few years ago, he brought the special needs class in, and they sang to us, and uh, it was it was quite a morning. Uh, George went to uh, DTS, and his uh, teacher in the first class he had was Dr. Stanley Toussaint. So he uh, started out well and was taught well. George, come on.
1: Thank you. It is uh, good to be back with this group. Um, Daniel and Joy, is is it Daniel or Ben? Ben. Ben. Okay, well, this is the B team, so if you'll come back the next two weeks, uh, you'll get to hear the A team. (laughs) So... um, uh, pardon me for no coat, but I walked outside this morning to feed the squirrels and the birds, and I put my uh, <laughs> lightweight jacket back in the closet and got my uh heavy one so um, that's that 's um, that when you when you 're a guest speaker it 's a one time shot, and usually uh, I try to do something out of the Old Testament. Uh, and in fact, I prepared, um, uh, I had uh, breakfast with Ron, but before that, I prepared a believer's rest out of Deuteronomy. And, um, b- but uh, after talking with Ron, this group has supported us uh, with a token uh, gift uh, every month, but mainly with prayer. And um, today, um, I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to something. Um, I, I feel uh, very comfortable in doing that. It uh, falls pretty much in with uh, what Chuck preached on this morning. I'm going to ask you to do some good works um, uh, towards the end of this or during it. Um, I, um, I, I decided to talk about marketplace chaplains only since uh, you've supported us so long. And, um, and I wanted to give you an idea of uh, what we're doing out there. It sounds like there's some other ministries uh, represented in this class that are, are doing as much or more. But I wanted to tell you about us. So, if we'll put the first slide up. Uh, Scripture we're going to be working on today uh, is really in the center of this. And um, it is this. Uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples in Jerusalem after the resurrection and before he ascended into heaven. And he said, When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witness and um that's that's part of what i'm going to ask you to do uh as we get into this a little bit okay some facts about um i'll get these out of the way they're just some data um Uh, We serve a little over 200,000 employees. Uh, We have uh, right at uh, 1,500 chaplains. Now, this is the month of January only. Uh, Worksite visits, um, uh, 16,634 in January. Uh, Denominations of our chaplains, 77. I will tell you that we will not recruit from the majority of denominations in the United States because they cannot meet our statement of faith um, about the sanctity of life and so forth. Um, Clients, 882 companies um, at uh, 3,533 locations. We have a chaplain team in every major city in the United States. Um, which, if you look at it from a military standpoint, we are perfectly positioned to help change this nation back to God. Um, states and provinces, 50. I think the um, we have a new company in Hawaii, and that's new uh, as of January. I think it is Wyoming is the only state we don't serve, have a chaplain team, uh, but we do serve in Puerto Rico where one of our major companies uh, has a location. Uh, Cities, 1,365. Uh, sharing Jesus during January, and this will make a lot more sense why I say sharing Jesus rather than sharing the gospel. Um, We shared Jesus 3,441 times. And I will tell you that our chaplain is not permitted to uh, do anything spiritual if the person they're talking to doesn't invite that. The reason is we're an evangelical Christian ministry that works in a secular workplace. So the first thing most companies think of, we have a marketing team of six people, extraordinarily good uh, salesmen, I guess I'd call it, but they don't they don't look at it that way. They look at it as meeting a need. Um, First thing most people that are not evangelical Christians think of is, well, you can't do that—separation of church and state—and all of those kind of things. What we don't take church to work. What we do is take the love of Jesus Christ to work, and uh, it's—we've uh, never had any problem in um, thirty-five years of any problem whatsoever with a company being sued, us being sued over that, none of it. Now, we don't hide the fact that we're evangelical Christian. But what what we tell them is we're not bringing church to work. Our chaplains are not permitted to carry a big Bible with them. You know, they can put the Bible on their iPhone. Um, but, uh, you know, men chaplains are not permitted to wear crosses or uh, you know some kind of collar that would indicate ministers, in fact, our chaplains, even if they are a minister in their full time work, our chaplains are not ministers, they are caregivers and it's we tell them, and sometimes it's hard for a pastor um, we tell them you've got to change hats you 're a caregiver. That when the Holy Spirit is working in that person's life and they're responding to it, you can share Christ. Um, Professions of faith in January 69. uh, Reconnecting to church. And this is an important one. 285 people that weren't going to church are reconnecting to church. That's our goal. Our goal is to give people... Care by sharing the love of Christ. Share Christ with them when appropriate. Get them in the local church. Because that's where they're going to grow spiritually. Okay, ministry model or business model. I hate to call it a business model, but... um, Marketplace chaplains charges a monthly fee for their service to the company. Uh, we budget to break even, and that's about what we do every year. Um, every chaplain is paid. Nobody raises their support. Um, most chaplains are part-time, which means they probably have a full-time job somewhere else, uh, depending but how many hours they're, we're able to assign them uh, depends on the number of companies in their Driving distance. Uh, our service uh, to employee care, our service is employee care. We're available 24 7. It's confidential, separate from the company management, uh, no cost to the employee, weekly worksite visits from a team. There's always a minimum of a male and a female chaplain, even in small companies. We don't ask for contributions. We're self supporting. Um, we do have, uh, for instance, when the hurricane hit Puerto Rico, uh, when it hit Houston, when it hit Florida, we have companies that know that our chaplains are available and they give really large gifts. <laughs> And uh, I know in Puerto Rico, where the uh, Pilgrim's Pride plant was shut down because it was damaged, um, we gave out thousands of um, gift cards that they could spend, like a credit card, um, $100 gift cards to those employees. And that was all supported by... Not by the ministry money, but by gifts that were given to us. The gift that you give, along with some other people, that's just monthly, um, goes to uh, chaplain appreciation. Uh, That way the local division manager can um, have a uh, medium to low cost dinner uh, with the chaplains where they can meet together. They meet once a month anyway for training. And by the way, our academy training is second to none. Uh, A person goes through um, all. uh, It's usually it's well now it's probably all online. They have a book that they follow, the little book, now I couldn't do this and my life depended on it, has those little funny figures that you see sometimes on a page and they can take their iPhone out and put it over that figure and it'll play a video for them on you know on any subject uh, that we use. <laughs> so, yes, it works. And so um, the training is extraordinary um, on... in. Uh, uh, online, but in addition to that, the division manager has a six month orientation type where they start to work, but he makes visits with them, gives them information, he's there for them, and he has a specific uh, syllabus to follow to train those chaplains. That's necessary because. We're a Christian organization in a secular workplace. And you simply can't make those kind of mistakes. I'd mention something else. It's um, 1130 right now. Um, The workforce used to be... uh, Fairly cohesive. In other words, I was born in Fort Worth. My grandfather was in Fort Worth. My father worked in Fort Worth. And I started off working at Bell Helicopter in Fort Worth. But now, people are scattered everywhere. And 11:30, uh, one of our division managers uh, gives a call to telephone call, it's never email, uh, to one of our executive vice presidents. We have three of those over the nation. We have 44 divisions, which is just a geographical location, um, with a certain number of clients in each one. Um, but he gives them a call and says, uh, uh, John Doe's mother is in name any major city in the United States. I'm just pick Indianapolis, but it could be Chicago or, or Tampa or any other major city in the United States. Uh, his mother, um, uh, Pearl is in the hospital in Indianapolis Sometime after lunch, and certainly before 2 o'clock, we'll have a chaplain standing in front of that lady and their family. Um, So we're able to do that. We do hospital visits. We don't do discipleship because that needs to be done in the church. That's where someone's going to mature in Christ. So we're there every week with a male and a female. We spend a few minutes with each person, assuming they want to. And um, uh, we make hospital visits. We do lots of funerals. At one time we did weddings, which we stopped about three years ago because of the government. (laughs) It's just that simple. Um, In other words, we couldn't do a same-sex marriage. Um, because of our statement of faith. And that doesn't mean Jesus doesn't love them, because he does. But we can't do that marriage. So uh, we stopped doing weddings. Um, and I'll give you an example of uh, of some of the things that we do. Um, we were serving one of, this is another large client that is in Carrollton. Um, one location of theirs, they have um, a total of 36 locations in the United States and um, uh, anyway we were serving there and one of our female chaplains came in and talked to me and she said because she knew I'd been there a long time and she said there's this one lady that told me w- when we start a company we do an orientation takes about 30 minutes we tell them what we're going to do what we're not going to do We're not going to judge you. We're here to give you care. And uh, this one lady told the chaplain, I don't want you to come by and talk to me, which we honor, by the way. And so the chaplain said, what do I do? And I said, you start praying. And you pray for that person every single week before you walk into there. I won't bother to go through 18 months of her... This employee saying, okay, I don't know why, but I believe now there is a God. And please come by and see me. After 18 months, she received Christ as her Lord and Savior. And it was almost all prayer. We don't save anybody. God does that. What we do is share Jesus Christ. Okay, next slide, please. This is our um, this year uh, initiative, a call to prayer and share. And you notice that it's arrow. <coughs> prayer generates share. Oops, pardon me. And sharing generates more prayer. And that's what we're asking all of our fifteen hundred chaplains to do, is to pray and to share. Um, One of my jobs is to send out a monthly um, communique, it's about a page long, um, to everyone connected with Marketplace Chaplains. It includes our uh, Board of Governors, that includes um, um, all of our chaplains, all of our leadership and so forth. Uh, January was on prayer. Uh, February was on sharing, and March will be on a follow-up to those two, and we will continue to follow up. This is a message they will get from every leader in Marketplace Chaplains, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. That is, like I said, the scripture is, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will be my witness. Um, I want to make a point that is critically important to saving this nation. Um, we are in a war for the soul of this nation. I mean, that's a fact. And if you've followed in the last couple of months the horrendous thing that the majority of Americans have voted people in that support killing live babies Um, and in that war I, I can't think of a single some of you might but I can't think of a single example where God worked through the majority he works through a remnant and a remnant can change this country back to Christ um revival, and this is going to sound backwards, revival is individual. And reformation is corporate or communal. Uh, you say, well, wait a minute, you know, Billy Graham put a hundred thousand people in a stadium <coughs> and ten thousand came to Christ. Um that's that's I'll tell you what that is. That's an individual making a decision to receive Christ. But Reformation is where it, like, um, what do you put in bread to make it rise? Y'all are all smarter than I am. (laughs) That does it. It's like yeast in bread. It just goes through. (coughs) Okay, I want to give you some bad news. My favorite commentary on the book of Romans is written by a guy named William Newell. And it was first published in 1938. That's 80 years ago. Here's what William Newell said. Ah, thank you very much. You're a servant of God and that was good work. If y'all all all went to morning church. In 1938, um, Newell wrote this. If we, as a nation, lose sin consciousness, we will lose God consciousness. Now think about that. If we lose sin consciousness, we will lose God consciousness. Barner survey and also a Pew Pew survey recently. Half of the Christian millennials, that'll be 30 years old and less, say evangelism is wrong. You should never... Well, you should never force. But you should never say that Jesus Christ is the only way. Well, Jesus said he was the only way. But the majority of them believe that it's wrong to share the gospel. A majority of churches in this nation don't believe evangelism is necessary. Um, Somewhere... Since Roe versus Wade, um, there have been between 44 million and 66 million babies killed in abortion. The 66 million is probably more accurate than the 44. The Metroplex has 6.8 million people in it. That's over nine metroplexes. Every person in the metroplex times nine babies that have been killed through abortion. Half of our nation right now, probably over half, are not neutral to God. They are against God. Okay. Uh, Well, I've got one piece of good news. That was the bad news. Um, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus Christ. We win if we do what he told us to do. Through the Holy Spirit, be his witness. Prayer. There is a fundamental, I've studied this quite a bit recently, meaning the last year or so. Uh, There is a fundamental difference between people who pray, even daily, and praying people. People that, Paul was a praying person, for instance. (coughs) Let me kind of unpack that for you. I have two friends that play golf. One of them, they both have the same equipment, roughly. Uh, One of them plays for fellowship. The other one is just zeal for golf. And it isn't to beat whoever he's playing with. It is to beat the course. He thinks about it. He reads about it. He does, he plays all the time trying to make his game better. That's the difference between people who pray and a praying person. They read about prayer. They talk about prayer. They pray unceasingly. And they are, they have great zeal for prayer. And they believe prayer makes a difference. Our desire and my desire for you is that you would be a praying person, and that is and that's what that's one of the things I, which I'll go ahead and ask. I am going to ask not just some of the people that functionally pray for marketplace chaplains I'm going to ask that you pray for us regularly and that you pray for the chaplain that's out there and you pray for that divine appointment where that person is responding to the holy spirit and that and we have an opportunity to share Christ i didn't become saved until i was 40 years old think about that most of you the average person that is a christian That happened when they were teenagers. That happened early. I went to a church that I never heard the gospel. Now, let me say something that's even more true. It was my hard heart. It was sin nature. It wasn't just the church. It was me that resisted Jesus Christ we had a preacher we were we'd go out we had a farm in East Texas we'd go out there every Friday night spend Friday night there Had a big trailer house there on the farm we grew plants there plants and trees and this preacher realized that we were all lost as ducks He offered to give us a private Bible study, since it wasn't practical for us to go to their um, weekly uh, Wednesday night Bible study. Um, It was a little over an hour and a half east of here. And through that, I don't remember him sharing the gospel. We went through the book of John, but it was just, tell him about Jesus, that he's the word That he was with God, and he was God. In the beginning was the Word. And that the Word explained, it's actually translated exergeted, but the Word explained God. And the woman at the well, and it was just Jesus, 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 every week, and during that Bible study, at different, totally different times, my son, the youngest in the family, came to Lord. And they weren't even in the room. They were in the next bedroom playing, but they were children, you know. He came to Christ. My daughter came to Christ. My wife came to Christ. And it took me until the 14th chapter to catch up, <laughs> you know. And it wasn't the 14th chapter. It was the combination of everything Jesus before that. And it's important that people share Jesus. Now, that's going to make a lot more sense here in a second. Um, I ask our CEO, Doug Fagerstrom, and uh, you might invite him sometime when you have an opening. He's very bright. He's been He's worked at Denver Seminary. Uh, He's worked in Christian work all of his life. Uh, He uh, headed up in Michigan, a seminary. Uh, He's just a good guy, and he's smart. And uh, so I I caught him in the hall, and I said, Doug, can you come in for a second? I need your brain. And uh, he, he came in and sat down, and I said, synthesize for me and what I was thinking, like Charles Ryrie used to do. You know, Charles Ryrie, for instance, synthesized down and said this, or wrote this Jesus had to be man in order to be able to die for the sins of the world. He had to be God for it to pay for the sins of the world. Now, that's synthesizing down a lot of theology into one thing. Well, Doug thought about it for a while, and I said, well, This prayer and share thing. Synthesize that down to just the basics. And after a while, Doug said, talk to God, talk about God. And that's pretty good. Talk to God, prayer. Talk about God, sharing. Um, we have a problem today. And that is... In our nation, we have a conflict of conscience about God and Jesus Christ. Now, let me explain what that means. When you and I were growing up, Jesus Christ was spoken of often. God was spoken of often. I mean, at most tables, you know, we said a prayer before we ate. Um, It it was a normal thing it isn't normal anymore the younger generation your grandkids and great-grandkids might not know about God or about Jesus Christ so you have to meet them where they are we used to talk a lot 16 years ago when I started about sharing a gospel presentation when the opportunity is right uh, such as the four spiritual laws or there's a whole bunch of great gospel presentation little bitty tiny books you can carry in your pocket now what we do is one, we do encourage them to carry a little gospel presentation in their pocket but we never run ahead of the Holy Spirit what we want our chaplains doing is sharing Jesus Christ part of a normal conversation? You know, I'm afraid I have cancer. I, I've got these bills coming due. You know, whatever, whatever the conversation is, I don't, I feel lonely. You know, I keep doing the same thing that I know is wrong. All of those have answers in Jesus Christ. So that's where we're changing our training to almost all of your conversations are not going to be gospel presentations. Now, there is time for that. Like I mentioned about that lady 18 months later. But you've got to bring them up to where you were when you were a kid and when this nation... Can you imagine seeing... A uh, now they didn't have TV then, or they didn't have it where everybody looked at it. But imagine Roosevelt at a convention and people booing God. And I'm not talking politics. I'm just saying that's what happened. Not with Roosevelt, but recently, booing God. They don't know Jesus Christ. They don't have that background. Well, I'm going to ask you to pray for an opportunity to share Jesus Christ. I'm asking every one of you. Pray for an opportunity to share Jesus Christ. And I'm going to ask you to pray something about it. And if you say, well, well, I don't know what to pray. Well, just pick up the book of John and start reading through it. And you'll keep seeing, this is this praying person again. You'll keep seeing things you can share about Jesus Christ. So pray for that opportunity. And I will practically guarantee you, you will have an opportunity to share Jesus Christ. Well, what are some things uh, that we could share about Jesus Christ and I'm finished. Except for telling you we are in a real live war for the soul of this nation. And all it takes is a remnant to turn to God and be a witness for Jesus Christ. It doesn't take the majority because a remnant can influence the nation to reformation. Now, reformation happens one soul at a time receiving Jesus Christ. But if you will do that, and that's what our chaplains are doing, if you will do that, and I'm asking you to pray for our chaplains, that they will have that opportunity to share Jesus Christ. And what we're de- here's what we're depending on. And it's not me, and it's not my monthly thing, and it's not that little deal that we made up. Here's what we're depending on. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus Christ. That's what we're betting on. That's what we're depending on. Well, what are some things you could share? And this is just a list of things that in a regular conversation grocery store at work at wherever you are in church don't assume somebody has come to Christ I was 40 years old and been in church all my life I went to church every Sunday I knew all of the rules but that's all I knew I knew the Baptist rules I knew the Methodist rules I knew the Pentecostal rules I knew the Catholic rules I knew the Church of Christ rules But I didn't know Jesus Christ from a telephone pole. So don't assume somebody is a believer. And you don't have to judge them. Just share Jesus Christ. Here's some things you could share. Chapter 1 out of John. First verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. A few verses over, the Word explained God. He was born of the Holy Spirit and a virgin, undiminished deity, yet fully human. He is the agent and the sustainer of creation. He said, before Abraham was, I am. He was rejected and opposed by the religious leaders, which you can bet on today, some of them. He was sinless, yet crucified for sin. He was buried, yet death could not hold him. He was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. He appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, then to the twelve, and then he appeared to more than 500 people after his resurrection. He said he was the only way. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. His plan for this age, you will be my witness. He made the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the crippled to walk. He healed the sick. He cleansed the leopard. He cast out demons. He stilled the tempest. He walked on the sea. He is the author of life, the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Light of the World, Wonderful Counselor, the Prince of Peace. And he is my Savior and Redeemer let's pray. Father, um, thank you for this opportunity to share Jesus Christ. Thank you that um, you are the power to salvation. But we have the privilege of working with Jesus Christ to be his witness. Thank you, Lord, for prayer for the lost and prayer for the ministry. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings of saving us. Lord, we'll look forward to see what you will do to save this nation back to God. In Jesus' name, amen.